We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson. I'm coming to you on Locker Room at about 1.45 in the morning on Wednesday, May 26th. We're hanging out about a half hour after the Dallas Mavericks have just now gone up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Clippers. And let me tell you, folks, this feels fucking fantastic. I just recorded a podcast with Josh Bowe. Uh, you guys should check that out if you haven't on the uh, Mavs Moneyball feed. It'll be running here at some point shortly um but let's uh let's you know let's get right into this let's get right into it so coming up first we have brett who was uh diligently requesting to join brett what's going on my guy uh it is you know i guess you're on the east coast too but it is like 2 a.m and i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight Um, but but yeah the at there's so many things about the game because but it's like the first game in the sense that so much of it feels unsustainable, but also some of it, so much of it was like really terrible, like with like the free throws and the, like both the free throw disparity in the first half and then the free throw shooting. Like, it's just, I like, I, I don't know. The, the most interesting thing I that I saw on Twitter after, after the game was uh, in the post game, KP saying that like, that he like talking about his value as a decoy in the offense and like him talking about that is, like and him like acknowledging his importance in that role is I think huge for the team. Well, and he still got twenty damn points. Yeah, I mean, like, like b- b- because I mean, th- this is the kind of game that at least is like realistic for him to play well. Like, like obviously, like, like he, this this isn't this isn't them you know pounding the rock you know inside like like some people would like him to play, but this is like getting get. I mean, he has hit a couple threes, um, like those like a couple best soft cuts um that great like finger roll off the euro step like that's like like he played under control like the whole game like he struggled on defense sometimes but not not but i i wouldn't say in like a way that it was like wow this is because he's like super immobile it was just in a way that in the playoffs against great players like any big is gonna that's not like draymond green or whatever is gonna struggle like that 
I muted myself and didn't mean to because I've been running up and down the stairs. Uh, he, he struggled on defense in the way people struggle against Kawhi Leonard yeah. and Paul George, who shot something like – like each of them shot above 60% and the Mavericks won. <laughs> so I don't even know what to do with that. It was that, you know, Matt Phelps is in the chat noting that he stayed in front of Paul George enough to – uh, forced Paul George into a tough three over his outstretched arm, and that was just kind of a key deciding factor. I mean, I wouldn't say he forced Paul George to do that. Yeah, well, I, you know. I would say Paul George, for some bizarre reason, chose to do that. But yeah, after he had already put KP on his ass in the first half and just didn't decide to go do it again. I mean, look, like there's a lot of this. The, the, the three-point shooting is so ridiculous that I don't, you know, it, like, Theron Lou is, like, clearly, like, mad online about it if you if you followed any of his post-game comments where he's just, like, the, he, he doesn't want to come out and save. He's like, the shooting's ridiculous. And he's not wrong, but the thing is they don't defend the three-point shot. It, yeah, it, it's not like they're hitting – it's not like, like every, like, Hardaway shot is, like – they aren't, like, hand in the face. Like, half, yeah. most of them are wide open. No, it, it, like, the – you know, KP hit a couple, like KP was three or four from distance and two of his three makes were absolutely bananas bullshit. And I don't like, I'm fine with that though. I would, I, he's earned a few crazy shots, but Luca like, had a few that were yeah, just like, like wide open. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like they went under on the screen on him like many times, like way more than like, I like honestly, like the defensive strategy is like, baffling to me yeah like 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 I, obviously i don't i have don't have a high you know amount of respect for Ty Lu as a coach but but like it was like bafflingly like poorly planned yeah like yeah. Like, like, like i get this the strategy was make luca beat you with scoring not not passing and like i i get that because because that's always what i want to see the mavs do against like Kawhi or whatever but but I don't understand – I mean, I, I don't understand almost anything that the Clippers did in the game. Well, see, that, and that's why – look at the title of the room. Our faith is rewarded. Sports is not about anything real. Like, this is some silly stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I stopped – like, thank God I didn't have to write about this game tonight. Our, our guy Ben is writing about it because I wouldn't even know what to write. I was just, like, screaming at the television. I haven't felt this way in 10 years, and it's great. Uh, the last time the Mavs were up 2-0 on somebody in a playoff series, um, was it the they they went did they go 2 on the 2 on the Blazers? I can't remember. Um, way back in 2011, it's uh, this is just awesome though. But Brett, I have uh, ha- you know, a million more people. There, I, I appreciate you hanging around. out. Yes, uh, I appreciate you coming up, Brett. Thanks. All right, coming up next, we're just gonna go in order, unless I see some new names. My man Andrew, what do you got for us tonight? My weird stat of the day is the Mavericks have not lost to the Clippers in Los Angeles for 820 days now. The last time the Mavs lost to the Clippers in LA was February 25th, 2019. That's a so, wild stat. Look at that. Yes. And my hot take is if the Mavs win game three, I'm calling for the Memorial Day massacre in well, game I mean- four. The, this the, they're gonna just the, the pressure on them at the moment is unbearable. The Mavericks are playing with house money, and hopefully Luca smells blood. Um, and they just come, you know, they get two days off, and they can come out and just knock people out. Is looking forward. Take them to the funeral like we did in 2011. Oh, I love it. 
Thanks That's for all coming up, Andrew. Yes, sir. Man, we've got a bunch of night owls in here. Um, oh, guys, look, I got to bring on my friend Anthony Irwin, who heads up uh, my SB Nation uh, fellow podcast there over at uh, the Lakers room, and he's probably very joyful about the fact that the Clippers have lost. Anthony, what's what's going on, buddy? No, man, I, I just, you know, happened to turn on True TV, and I was really happy to see uh, the Mavericks get a win. That was great. That was fantastic. Look, man, it's not – it's not my fault that the NBA doesn't know what good basketball games are because that game that you had to slog through was some horse shit. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely no. <laughs> that, was, that was a rough game, man. I had it on the second screen. But there yeah, what so did you what did you watch? Tell me what you got of the of the Lakers game or of the Clippers Mavs game. So I watched the last like six minutes, and I, I'm I'm actually curious about this because uh, I I thought last year the Clippers did a, a pretty good job of either trapping Luca with Paul George and Kawhi or having those guys take turns on, on Luca. And, and if there was any kind of a switching situation, they did everything that they possibly could to avoid that. I was shocked at how willing the Clippers are to just switch Patrick Beverly onto them. And they were trying to go to him. Jackson was doing it. Reggie Jackson it was pretty was bad. Him. Luca, Luca finished with 39. He could have finished with 45. Had he just shot a few more times. He he had seven turnovers because they goaded him into some some pretty. He he really loves to hunt those corner passes, and so there were just a few of those turnovers are really bad live ball turnovers. It just like I I still I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to watch this game again. I don't understand how the Mavs won. This is nuts. It was great. I'm here for it though. It was a it was a fun win though. Like I, I enjoyed that. I I do want to say like Luca. Luca's that dude. I really enjoy players, athletes, right, who take joy out of beating the living crap out of whoever they're facing. You know, yeah, it, it, I, I, I love that, like, Jokic has some of this to him, too, where he has the, a, a matchup against somebody, and he'll make the same move over and over and over and beat somebody into submission with that move. And and I just love that, that Luca sees Patrick Beverly, he sees Reggie Jackson – he sees basically well, all of the Clippers, and, and he just, I'm just going to beat you into submission, and I'm going to enjoy doing it. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at your, uh, your, your cardboard fans uh, and, and also the, 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 the seat fillers. I, I just, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy all of this, and I just, I, I really enjoy watching Luca play. He's so much fun. Unless he's playing against my team, then, then, then all bets are off. Yeah. Well, maybe after your team gets beat by the Suns, you can come be a bandwagon Mavs fan. Thanks for hanging out, nice. Anthony. You're the best. Yeah. Thank you, man. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, coming up next, man, guys, you got a lot of folks in here. This is great. Brad, Brad. what's up, my man? Uh, hello. Yeah, how are you? Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry, I just got text at the same time. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, man. First of all, uh, does Pat Beverly know he's too fucking small? I mean, because one day he'll Luca, find out. Uh, Luca told him again tonight, and it was fantastic. Um, so much positive things about this game. Uh, I think that all the people that are talking about Rick Carlisle's job. <laughs> this geez. is why I was this way during the season. It's, oh, it's, my uh, Lord. Like, this this mean, is what we pay him for. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and, like, like. Rick, I mean, Rick's not a nice guy, I think. 
I mean, I've never met him. <laughs> That's true. You, you, you have one time. I've heard your story. It's not, it's not pretty. Rick's not a nice guy. <laughs> Turns out Luca also is not. Like they want to just completely crush people. Um, they're a great duo. Uh, Luca does whatever he wants. Rick supports him. Uh, I had a really. God, I had so many points I want to make. I had a really big argument, well, not an argument, discussion with my friends uh, during – I went to the Wizards game when they played uh, in Dallas, which was a fantastic game. And I said, look, look, like, THJ is going to be our Jet. He just is. Like, And they're like, no, he won't be as good as Jet. And I was like, well, just wait. Like, He's what Luka needs. He, can, like, shoot yeah. the, he yeah. can shoot the ball. He can – he can – he's – Handling the ball, he. I think more now he's attacking more. He's not just shooting. He's actually driving in and making uh, somewhat of an attack, and he gets fouls for him. Like I was like, look, he's our jet, and like I hate to say it, but like he might be better because he's at least a little bit bigger and he takes more charges. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's all he like the confidence is there. The sort of insane exactly. Just like scry, like like scraping the ceiling, and just every time he takes a shot, we're at that point in the in the in the, in the kind of shooting run with him, where when his shots go up, it's like, oh yeah, that's good. Versus, Kirk, I mean, you know, earlier in the season, we'd be like, no, don't ever shoot again. But you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy. I'm happy to ride this for as long as we can. You got to. I mean, he's gonna get that championship trophy on his like calf probably, so it'll be a little different, but it'll be good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But what? Like, I mean. What a great game for us. Uh, you know, Maxi. Maxi scared him early. I don't think he shot outside the first quarter, did he? No, like, he scared oh, him early. He took a long two. Yeah. He took some weird floaters, but he was. Yeah. Maxi was great. <laughs> yeah. God, like, just fantastic. Like, I mean, this is just like Rick Carlisle, like, I think just working the magic of, like, just what he does. And I don't think people appreciate it enough that, like, Luca obviously can do whatever he wants uh, at any point in time. But, like, NKP was, you know, not great early. Um, but it's not okay, though. Really pleased with it. Really yeah. Ple- no. You know, it's, you got you to start somewhere. Yeah. He, he – the fact that he was involved still – and making cuts and being active in the game. The cuts were great. Was, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's all you want, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he literally, like, you know, he has to understand, like, he can stand out 24 foot from the rim, but they make a cut, and that is effective for him. Like, the fact that Dorian's in the center of the floor making passing decisions is, first of all, credit to him just individually because he has been, like, Good lord, we're paying him four million dollars a year. I think mm. like it's outrageous how much, how little we're paying him because he's been a godsend for us since we developed him. But like at least like KP, like you know he's finally like hopefully you know gotten to the point where he says yeah like look like they're gonna try and try and take me out of the game. They're gonna put Kawhi on me or whoever. Like let me just do the simple basketball things. That's right. That I can do as a seven fucking foot three person, other than rebound, because you know that's still a struggle. Um, yeah, it's just a fantastic game. Well, what do you got in the glass there, Brad? I heard heard some ice clink. Oh, tequila. 
Uh, absolutely oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, I should I should reference earlier. Oh, I've been drinking the whole time, so this good. is just a, a very nice moment for me. So well, good. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us, Brad. Mm. All right, coming up next, I'm going to bring on a guy who I know wants to go to bed, but uh, he's my buddy, so I'm going to bring him up. Jason Gallagher, how are you, friend? What up? Can you hear me? I do. You sound great. Do I sound great? Because I'm pretty happy, Kirk. Happy is good. God, we text so much about bad things, and here we are. Look at us. Paul Look at us. Yeah, this is fantastic. I don't know what to do with myself. I know. I'm supposed to go to the gym tomorrow morning. Don't know if that's going to happen. Nah, to hell with that. (laughs) To hell with that. I'll say this. So the last time I was on, you know, I had brought up a point about uh, the fact that the Mavs role players, and I include KP in that, Mm -hmm. um, they sort of share a scoring responsibility that, uh, you know, reminds me of a a prior Mavs team that that did well. And I'm looking at the scoreboard. Well, I'm reading the... The narratives from game one where people said, well, surely Dorian Finney-Smith won't have a game quite like he did in game one. Surely Jalen Brunson won't have a game like he did in game one. And both of those dudes didn't have games like they did in game one. And here we are, sir, because other people slotted in, filled in. I'm not as worried so long as Luka is chugging along. I have faith that at least two or three Mavericks are going to step up, and it's wonderful to see. It feels good, too. It feel, You know, the way this team was constructed, this is what they had as an endgame. I think they felt this way. I really do. Um, the pieces, when they're all stacked together, really work well, but when one of the pieces is not functioning on, like, like say, you know, if, if you know, Maxie's hurt or whatever, gosh, I love Carl. I'm just playing at the injury report for two days. I don't know if he's going to be able to go. And then he goes out <laughs> and actually plays like a boss. But it's, it's very, it's just, it's interesting to me. And I, I feel, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens if these, if they go down to like one day breaks between games. Cause like Luca looked gassed <laughs> towards the yes. end of the game. But for right now, like this is, this is what you do. You know, you, you grind it out. Correct. Yeah. That, that is correct. So, so, ha- so, I'm I'm curious just because we haven't texted tonight at all. How, wh- where are you at? Where's your Where are your emotions at? I mean, I like I. It's a good thing I don't. You know, it's a good thing I don't have um like blood pressure problems because I was just <laughs> all over the map. I was. I haven't yelled this much at the TV in a long time. Like this was why I started doing basketball stuff because we used to have a dog who'd get really upset whenever I would like yell during sports, and so I just needed something to do. Oh and, wow. And now it's just like, my wife's just like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know how to cope with this stress. This is fun. I, I, it's the most fun I've had watching a game to where I, I just, I was, I was so sure that something bad was going to happen and it just didn't, it just didn't. And that, that is lovely. Well, let me ask you something. When did a calm sink in for you? Because it sunk in for me surprisingly early. There was an not, aura. There was an not, aura. Not about- early. See, it's, there was an aura about Luca's demeanor that made me feel like he was playing with them, okay. and it made me a little worried. But like you saw his face, he was like laughing, yeah, like in a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's beautiful to watch. I'll also say that the last time I was on, and I try to I, I try to remain professional. I've tried to, you know, Why? because well, because I work with a player who plays for the team. Oh, sure, That's um, a good point. 
and I've, so I've tried to remain professional and everything like that, but I cannot help myself when I just say that, uh, you know, the Clippers, it is amazing watching this happen to them, to them specifically. You know what I mean? Like the real, it's a real hate to see it moment. Yeah. Yeah. hate to see it. (laughs) There are several people (laughs) whose reputations are just like getting knocked down one by one. And it is, uh, it's it's wonderful. It's like I can't even that part of it has actually been underrated for me personally. And I've like had a moment where I've gotten to reflect and watch Patrick Beverly, you know, a friend of mine texted me is like, is this dude going to be out of the year or out of the league in like two years? And I was like, I mean, possibly I mean, like <laughs> that's yeah. that's where I'm at, where I'm like, this Mavericks team is making the Clippers look like Kawhi looks amazing on offense but Luca at times is like yeah I want Kawhi like that's mm-hmm. insane couldn't couldn't imagine that even 18 months ago it's awesome we love to see it well thanks for staying up late with us buddy dude I'm not going to bed anytime soon this is You're great going. Okay. yeah yeah, well, yeah. I, but enjoy I'm, your I'm gonna, time we're gonna try to I'm gonna try to bring as many people up on as possible before I need to go to bed so thank you for hanging out all right shout out this uh locker room all right, coming up next, all sorts of people, guys. I'm going to get to as many of you as possible. Um, our man, Xavier. What's up, Kirk? I'll be brief. Um, because you're my boss, I need you to strike that article that I wrote about Tim Hardaway Jr. Strike it from the internet. <laughs> it did. Sure. It did not age well. I'm scared that one of my grandkids is going to find it on Google one day and all of their classmates will make fun of them during lunch saying your grandfather's an idiot for having written that. The article should have been five words. Give Timmy the goddamn max. And I apologize to Tim Hardaway. I apologize to my fellow Mavs fan. I should have never questioned what we should have done with Timmy. Give him the max. Give him all of the money. I don't care. Today was excruciating. Um, It was the greatest night in a long time and also the worst um, I didn't know what to do with my hands. And like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write a nice, nuanced article after the game, you know. And I sat down with a notepad. And in the second half, I just launched my notepad in the orbit. It still hasn't come down. I don't know where it is. Um, it was a blur. I don't remember anything from the game. It was just tremendous, man. And you know what? Nice like tonight, I watch sports are fun, man. That's you right. know? That's it's exactly, just- exactly right. And I'm just thinking about all the dark days we spent in here after after King's losses. And I'm like, you know what? Today makes up for all of it. You know, no matter what happens the rest of the series, just that feeling we felt tonight alone, it made all those nights worth it. You know what I'm saying? And, That's right. You know, I'm happy, man. Honestly, I'm just happy. I'm happy we have Luca. I'm happy to just have fun again. You know what I'm saying? And this team hadn't felt fun in a while. And today – was fun and so for that i'm thankful but that's it man bring some other fat fans on man i'm sure they want to talk all right thanks for hanging out buddy all right coming up next tyler what's happening tyler thanks for waiting patiently oh hey how's it going man it's great so a couple things uh number one when luca hit that kind of dirt fade over Kawhi in the post that was beautiful i, I, I felt things that that was amazing. Yeah, that and, shot needs to be in a museum because I perfect defense from Kawhi, and it was just the high arc like dirt. Oh my gosh, it was it was beautiful. And then my main point: um, at what point 
in this series if we ever get to a point? Is it going to be disappointing if we don't pull this off? I don't know. I mean, this is so much house money for me that I I, I don't – I'm not, you know, I'm so like consistently grumpy just on a game to game basis that I'm going to lean full force into this. I'm going to, we, we just don't get this kind of joy. I talked about this in the pre, in the, the, the podcast before the playoff series, where it's just like playoffs just don't happen that often. You know, we went, you know, there was a, a, a Slovenian fan who was early in, early in the year making the point of like, you know, Rick hasn't made like run a playoff series in 10 years. Like, are you good with that? And my answer was yes, because I, I trust Rick, but. I can understand the question because it's like 10 years of frustration, you know, after a championship and, you know, championship should really give you some, some, some buffer zone, but we got into the latter half of Dirk's years and, and they mismanaged them. And so to fall into Luca and then to fall into this situation, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to lean into the, to the happy right now and probably squeeze it for all it's worth because, you know, like I've just been telling people like anybody that wanted to talk like, uh, uh, off-season stuff, you've heard me on these locker rooms. I'm just kind of like like slowly, not ignoring the question, but I, I just don't have a good answer for it because I want to enjoy this. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. If, if they look at, it, look at it like this, they need to beat the Clippers two out of the next four games. Do you think they can do that? I think they can beat them two out of the next three games. Okay. Then that's all we got to do. And I'm really psyched about that. So let's go it, do it. It is it is so much fun. I can't I can't believe this is happening. Two out of the next awesome. five. Matt's right. Sorry, Matt. You're right. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> this is we we can do this. Is the point. And so yeah. everybody should you know tell your friends to get on the damn bandwagon early. So we have a bunch of people joining after they beat you know like the Lakers you know just ten years ago. Tell everybody exactly. to get on this and join this crazy train with us because we're gonna have a great time. Okay. As long as Rick keeps coaching circles around Tyloo, I think we'll be okay. Man. All right. Well, thank you, Tyler. You got anything else? That is it. Y'all have a good night. You too, buddy. All right. Coming up next, I have Christian. Christian, what's up? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Doing okay. Oh, I mean, I kind of similar to everyone else, man. I just want to enjoy this moment. I mean, what an exciting game. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but, uh, you know, with, um, Josh Richardson coming in clutch there at the end, just how important those, uh, shots were after the night we had shooting from the free throw line, uh, played good defensively. And, you know, I agree with X. I mean, we, we just can't let him go. And I think the most exciting thing is, cause it's not something I anticipated. So it's surprising is this team walked into game one knowing they were going to win, that felt they were the better team. They didn't come into game two thinking that, look, we got the split, mission accomplished. They want to run them out. And my God, is it exciting to see, especially with Luca talking all that shit, you know, after. The Luca talking shit thing is something that I – don't know how to process because Dirk was just he occasionally did it, but Lucas started starts talking early and keeps talking. And it, this is where it's like I'm showing my age, where I'm just like I don't know how I feel about it. But then he keeps punching people in the mouth. It's really outstanding. It's got to be so frustrating, like watching him if you're the Clipper, if you're a Clippers fan. Yeah, and I mean, I just think. I think, you know, it's almost like MJ and Kobe, like it fuels their game. 
And he's just like that. You know, he, he talks, but he backs it up. And, you know, the, the two sweetest moments for me was the dunk on Morris. Uh, that was fantastic. And I think that fadeaway, one-legged fadeaway over Kawhi, um, after he backed him down, I mean, just having Dirk there and seeing those shots, I mean, I, I think it filled us all with a bit of joy. Um, but, man, I mean, this team believes, and I think it's, you know, as fans, we got to enjoy that, and I believe, you know what I'm saying? So um, just a exciting all around. Um, there's still room for improvement. Like There this is. Season. I'm glad you said that. There is. And I think that's what I get the the most hope about is, you know, if everything went right, you know, obviously the shooting did, but, you know, if the defense was great, if the we we're knocking down everything, if we we're making free throws and it was this tight of a game, you know, that it's like, can we replicate this where, you know, maybe we aren't as hot shooting the ball next game, but maybe we make our free throws and maybe we lock in on defense. Um, and, uh, you know, so man, te- teams I, are, I, can you clear, can you clarify something for me? Teams are allowed to hit free throws. That's the thing we're allowed to do. <laughs> yeah. You would, you would think after we missed uh two in a row numerous times that it's, that it's not allowed, but it, it is indeed. I just checked the rules. So, okay. Uh, good. But if you can hear my voice a little bit raspy, been screaming at the scream at the TV quite a bit. And, um, you know, I, I, I predicted a few days ago after the first game, I was talking with Jesse, Josh, Xavier, some of the other guys, and uh, I said if we win game two, I think it's like the Lakers series in 2011 and we get this. And so I'm going to stick with it. You know, game three is going to be extremely important, and it's really going to say a lot about this team. Because I do think if we go up 3-0, the, the Clippers will self-destruct before they ever step on the court for game four. For sure. I like this. I like and, this. And just one quick thing before I hop off. I saw Reggie Jackson uh, quote, and it was something to the effect of, you know, Luca's out there, he's having fun and this and that. And it's like, uh, we, you know, we got to cut the head off the snake and, you know, rattle him or something. So yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised to see a cheap shot in on Luca next game because it wouldn't surprise me with this group of guys. Um, but I think that only motivate uh, uh, the this squad um, and have these players step up even more to have their guys back. And you know, let's go Mavs. And you know, thanks for doing something like this. I mean, this community—it's crazy. What two hundred people in here? Um, on a Wednesday, don't you people have to work? Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> man, it's late for me. I'm thinking, but I'm on the West Coast. It's only eleven over here, so oh, well. you know. Shout out to all you guys on the East Coast, and uh, you know, I'll let everyone else get up and talk. But thanks for having me up, Kirk. And sure thing, buddy. All right, let's fly through, folks. I've got a long list, but let's let's get through this. I don't. I'm not going to cut anybody off, but uh, let's let's just see how many people we can get going with. Uh, I'm bringing up next DJ. DJ, how are you? I'm good. You're a little bit far away. Can you come close to the mic? Can you hear me now? A little closer. Uh, can you hear me now? There we go. 
I don't know about doing? you, but uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, actually, my adrenaline's still going. And yeah, the game yeah. was over about I'm not gonna over sleep. an hour ago. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but um, I saw this clip on Twitter where uh, Luca was just mixing Marcus Morris, and he got to the rim and scored, and he said, nah, he can't guard me with the Matumbo finger wagon. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I feel like I feel like um like I said about a couple weeks ago um that we're either going to sweep this team or gentlemen sweep them cuz this team's confidence right now is just through the roof and the Clippers yeah. have no answer. It's you know I I still think they're going to I think this will be a gentleman sweep if anything at this point. The Clippers are just too talented. And but I, 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 it's amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, who was somebody in the chat? Andrew just pointed this out at the chat. This is incredible from Bob Sturm's Twitter feed. The Mavs are undefeated in all time, uh, all time in Staples Center playoff games. <laughs> That's crazy. I love that. That That's a good one. Thank you for sharing, Andrew. Um, man. Yeah. DJ, this is just great. This is great. I don't know what to do with these feelings. I'm glad we have the opportunity to talk because otherwise I'd just be talking to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you got anything else more. for us? There was one more thing. Like, sure. If if Luke is out there doing this schoolyard bullshit with one-legged threes out there, like that was how crazy. else are they going to stop him? Oh, man. Wasn't that crazy? I've never seen anything like that from him in a game. Like, like that, that looked like he was trying to give somebody a rebound. And it just went in. <laughs> so. Man, the, the guy is just unreal. Like, we're so lucky and blessed. That's right. That's well, right. That's all well, I got. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks. All I'm right. Good. All right. Coming up next, Henry. Henry, what's going on, man? You there? Yeah, can you hear me? There we go. All right, great. Um, quote unquote, bitch ass white boy Luka Doncic in his first eight playoff games, thirty-two, ten, and nine on fifty percent shooting. Kirk, is that good? I don't watch yeah. basketball that much. He seems good at basketball. He seems and, very um, good. I think the scariest stat so far to me in this series has to be Luka only scoring five fourth quarter points in these two. And games. he didn't have. He might have had one in the last game. Correct. It was nuts, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it, they're getting it done without him. I don't know how to. I don't know how to quantify that. It's it's very it's very scary, and I'm kind of honestly ready for the narrative to turn into okay, what are the Clippers not doing, and then just recognizing that Luca is just a fucking dog and is not scared of this team at all. Yeah, yeah, great. I, I, I the narrative. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts today. The narrative had turned to where. It was not how do – it was what do the Clippers do about Luka. That was the narrative. And now it's full force, like what did the Clippers do about themselves because their two-star players had good games, and they just didn't get enough from their role players. Um, I really think – who's the guy that got the tip in and took the charge? Terrence Mann needs to play like 25 minutes a game for them. Batum should play more minutes. They they got to get – like I cannot believe they stick with Beverly for that long. Beverly's a mess. It's- it, it, I, I don't know. But, I mean, at this point, what does Ty Lue do? Like, he's going to play Zubac off the floor. I think he's, like, minus – I think it was minus 19 tonight. Like, yep. what what do you do with Luke at this point? 
a good question. I really i I worry when um I worry when Beverly guards him because Beverly is not Beverly is a physical player in a way that can get out of hand. Um, that's about you know. Otherwise, I'm I'm really not sure what they can do. They probably should try to. I was surprised that they went with the single coverage on Luca so much, and they they kind of got over the top of screens. When they forced him to make decisions on traps, that was when things got a little dicey for the Mavericks generally. I mean, they broke it enough times, but it, it's I, that was that was kind of I expected more double teams. Um, was it Xavier or Matt who wrote about that for us? Somebody wrote about it for Mavs Moneyball, but it, it's it's one of those things. I, I we'll see something different next game because they're they're not going to let that happen again. I mean, he scored thirty nine points. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're the man, Kirk. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Uh sure back thing. up the Brinks truck for Timmy. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, go Mavs. <laughs> That's right. All right. Have a good night. Okay, coming up next, Mavrello. Mavrello, how you how you doing? The most important streak in sports is live. The Mavs are twenty eight and after leading in one quarter. That's it. It's time to go to bed now. Because <laughs> I'm way too hyped. Yeah. I also yeah. figured out Actually, the only way to stop Luca is to do what AD did to Jay Crowder. That's the only way to stop him. So I'm really, I'm really old. Everybody knows this. I'm, I'm in my late, mid to late thirties, and the movie, my go-to movie when girls would come over in high school would be A Knight's Tale, and I still think about this movie just because it. The main character reminds me of Luca, where another they're trying to figure out how to defeat him on the joust and some character says how would you defeat him and the, the person says back what or how would you beat him and he says with a stick while he sleeps and that's what i think about when it comes to luca because the only way to beat him is if he's not playing he's incredible yeah so. i mean there's not really much more i can say that hasn't already been said in here like if you would have told me that we would be up 2-0 in the series before it started you know i i don't know like that just blows my mind, but thank God we don't have to play the Kings or any of those other teams. So, you know, we just give them right. the business. Yeah. When, when we play above 500 teams, we win. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, the best stat. So yeah. And why, why shoot free throws when you can shoot three pointers and hit them all apparently? Oh yeah. Against well, thank the, you for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to bed now somehow. Maybe. All right. Later buddy. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Oh, whoop. didn't mean to do that, Mavrello. Sorry about that. I'm still bad with the buttons. Doug, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm all right. Your son went to bet on us and said he's going to write his article in the morning for Mavs Moneyball. We were teasing him. Well, yeah. I I, I have had a, uh, a nice little thing that happened where I'm not uh, starting work until 10, and so I've got a little bit Ooh. of an extra time, so that's nice. Good for you. That's good. Thank you for joining us. What do you got tonight? The one thing that uh, used to terrify me was uh, a good Mavs first half followed by going into the third quarter. It used to be just like, it just seemed like third quarters were just horrible for the Mavs. And uh, tonight, boy, you you talk about something really, not surprising, but it just was really exciting to see the Mavs come out and play so strong in the third quarter. I believe it was 30 to 19. And uh, Luca went off, and uh, you know, and it, even as one of the previous callers said, you know, Luca only has had five in the last two games in the fourth quarter, um, but he's he has been just absolutely red hot in the third. And so, I don't know that you can say that uh, the, the games are won in the third quarter, but boy, I would say that uh, 
the Mavs really knocked the Clippers on their heels uh, after halftime in that third quarter, and then they just and and they pretty much held on to the end. And so uh, I'm excited about what's what's still ahead. Uh, I, I hope that uh, Friday night they just take care of business. You know, even if they uh, lose, lose. You know, the next one. I just want I want to go up three zero. Uh, and and have that kind of lead going going forward. Oh yeah, that's 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 got to be the dream at this point. If if they go three and zero, I uh, man couldn't even imagine we're going to be and on a Friday night we'll just stay up real late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things that uh, you know the the you can't write a better script from the standpoint of winning both your road games than coming home for the first game with anywhere close to being a full stadium i mean that's going to be awesome oh yeah that's going to be big is anybody if anybody's in the chat that's going please please let 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 me know I'm, i'd be curious um it, it should be it should be something yep well i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna sign off but thanks for having me on of course appreciate you yep all right coming up next ike what's happening kirk how's it's it going good. i'm getting tired now but we're we're yeah, I have euphoria, Kirk. I have pure euphoria. I mean, talk talk about I, it. Know, Let's let us. I mean, listen. I I felt like the Mavs were going to win today, and it was just great to see that confirmed. Now, just imagine, just imagine this scenario: we shoot fifty four percent from the free throw line. I don't remember the last time we shot that poorly, right? We got out rebounded. Kawhi went nuclear in the first half with 30, and PG actually had a decent game. And we still controlled the majority of the game. And uh, <laughs> I just sit back. It's just like, you know, like I think we referenced this on some, some other locker rooms is that I know I did previously is that what is different about this team is they're playing with an edge. Like they took something personally and they're, it's not like business as usual. They're going about it and they're bashing the Clippers heads in. It's like, I'm sorry if I'm being a little graphic right here, but every time Luca hits one of these crazy shots and then barks at the <laughs> barks at the crowd or talks trash, I get a small semi sports chub because it is just absolutely awesome. I just love the swag that the, the team is playing with. Um, you know, another stat was that all of our starters, as far as the plus minus, we were pluses. All of the Clippers starters were negatives. I mean, you know, and we still really haven't played our optimal best. So that's kind of what's scary about this team. I just I just hope they just continue with it. I said Mavs and six. <laughs> prove me wrong, Mavs. Just prove me wrong. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry, kicked me out of my own room again. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and that was just the thing. I and mean, Josh, Josh Richardson came through with those four clutch free throws at the end. I'm just, I just love that they've continued to play with the edge. I, I I'm just really amazed that the Clippers. Now, now I know that Ty Lue. I mean, he's a good coach. He's respected. Not really known for his X's and O's, and and that really shows because. I didn't, you know, when there was this big hubbub about, oh, Kawhi's going to start on Luka, I was like, well, that's stupid because <laughs> if anything, you would want uh, Kawhi 
to end uh, to to end up guarding Luca on the end of possessions, not start off on it because they're just going to run pick and roll. And it's going to be a switch, you know. And yep. it doesn't it doesn't matter who they throw at him. It's just Luca is just eating, <laughs> and he's out there smiling. It's that's one of the most disrespectful things. I'm a former basketball player. I played in college. One of the most disrespectful disrespectful things is when a guy has it going and he's out there just smiling about things. I mean, that would just um, makes you so mad. Yeah, it would just piss me <laughs> off. I'm surprised he hasn't been hard fouled yet, just for some right. that. But it, he's right. just kind of at the point where it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Are you? I, I guess one last thing before I go. Are you worried? I, I'm excited about them coming back home, uh, nearly full capacity arena. Are you concerned about? any letdown because, you know, recently we've been pretty, a pretty average home team. And and that's why I was really confident with these two uh, road games is because we play so well on the road, but we've been really average at home. I'm glad you asked this. I'm so in theory, they can't keep shooting like this, but where I do think they get Luca playing in front of a home crowd that's near capacity is going to be fun. Yeah. That crowd's going to be loud. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be the hardcore fans because it's, you know, buying the tickets are going to be expensive. It's going to be a hot, hot commodity. I, I think he's going to be ready to put on a show. So yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. So am I, man. Hey, enjoy it. Uh, it, it feels great to be a mass fan tonight. Seriously, I, I'm going to get off. It does. Man. You rock, Kirk. Uh, I, I, my night is complete. <laughs> All right. You have a good night, Ike. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we have Cato. What's happening? You having a good night? Absolutely. I had um, a lot of fun. Um, I have a few things I want to point out that made me really, really happy while watching this game tonight. Um, Luka Doncic, he was just unstoppable. I mean, the types of shots he was throwing up and making, I, I felt like the Clippers didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. Poor Zingas. Um, I feel like he had some easy ones that he missed. Um, it was it wasn't um, it w- it wasn't fun watching him get his ankles broken by Paul George. But hey, he 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 chinned it up and he kept it moving forward and he just tried to do his best. Even though he wasn't as involved in the offense, he kept himself, you know he kept himself moving and he was able to um, capitalize on some of the um, cuts that he was making um, inside of the paint. So I was really happy about that. Dory Finney Smith, the defense he played on Paul George, even though he was getting cooked, it was outstanding. Paul, even though Paul George did um, have a good game, I, I don't think he was as efficient as Kawhi Leonard. So, his inefficiency, even though he was scoring as much as Kawhi Leonard, helped us. Um, Maxi, I was very happy about how he played. Maxi um, played excellent defense on Kawhi Leonard, even though Kawhi Leonard was scoring. Is Kawhi Leonard's Kawhi Leonard, so you know he's gonna get his numbers. Um, oh, our biggest thing that I feel like we have in our advantage is that the Clippers, they. They feel like um, they feel like they're owed um, a championship because of the type of players that they have. Mm-hmm. And really, their um, their franchise is one of the worst franchises in NBA history. Um, I feel like their best bet is to move to Vegas 
and try to start a new um a, a new history in Vegas instead of trying to, you know, um, one up the Lakers. But that's yeah, another it's not, story for another it's day. not working for them. Absolutely not. It's not working for them. Also, how about this, Kirk? I was thinking because I saw this tweet on Twitter. Um, what would you think if Kawhi pulls a KD? So remember when KD got beat by the Warriors? He was a free agent the following year, and yep. instead of him resigning with OKC, he went and signed with the Warriors. What do you think if we beat the Clippers really bad, and Kawhi's like, man, Luca, I have to play with this dude. This dude is way better than Paul George. I know that I'm getting older in my career. I can elevate this team. If he winds up pulling a KD and, move, and signing with the Mavericks, how would you feel? about the next season. I mean, I'd be pretty pumped. He's a very good basketball player, and he wouldn't have to carry the load. I just have a hard time seeing him leaving Southern California. He has such deep roots um, out there, particularly in, in San Diego. I, I just I just have a hard time seeing that. Um, but I would love it just from the basketball perspective because, you know, another killer on the court with Luca would be, would be ideal. But, yeah. Also, um, I would like to say that um, – it's pretty obvious that Doc Rivers wasn't the problem about the Clippers. Good take. Um, and, you know, Coach Ty Lue, he won a championship not because he's a great coach. He's a decent coach, but not because he's a great coach. It's because he had LeBron. And LeBron yeah, is all-worldly. So, and you see that basically Rick Carlisle is out-coaching um, Ty Lue. It's pretty obvious. And that's why I disagree with the, um, with the last um, – spokesperson you had before who was talking about how he's not that confident um, about the Mavericks winning on, um, on Friday. I feel like um, the Mavericks is going to win simply because Rick Carlisle is a better coach than Ty Lue, and that's one of the biggest advantages that we have going into this third um, game. How do you feel about that? I agree. Rick's, Rick's been my guy for a long time. I've written new... You know, written numerous columns on Rick over the years. He's he's just the guy that I think for big moments is who you want. Um, he exploit he exploits like little things. Uh, you know, the only other coach who's like him, I think, in the league is probably Spolestra and and maybe Popovich. Um, I just I love Rick. Absolutely. And my final thing I would like to say is that even though people may say you know slow your road, I definitely feel that the Mavericks. Can pull off a a, um, a, a Toronto Raptor um, series this title season. run? You like that the title run? Okay. Yeah, I, I base I really feel like they can be the the next um, Toronto Raptors and win a championship this year because I feel like AD and and um, and LeBron, even if they advance, we um, have the ability to beat them because if Kawhi and Paul George can't stop Luca. You think LeBron and AD is going to stop Luca? I don't. I yeah. don't think that. Oh you no, know. not not with the way those guys look. Um, and yeah, Matt's chatting me in the chat. Nick Nurse is obviously somebody else, but I'm, you know, the HP basketball friend of the program, Matt Moore, just tweeted out that the 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 Mavericks now have the third best title odds in the West. Um, I, don't, so yeah. I don't. I don't blame them because they're playing terrific. Yeah, well, I'm having fun. Well, thank you for joining, Cato. I appreciate you having me, Kirk. Thank you so All right. much. All right. Coming up next, Brad, you tried to join again. I'm not going to let you join again. Uh, Michelangelo. How you doing, Michelangelo? Hit that on hey, what's going on, Kirk? Can you hear me? Thanks for joining.
All right, long time listener, first time caller, diehard Mavericks fan. In the middle been a of Mavericks, the- been a Mavericks fan since '86. I gone to my first game, so I'm a diehard. Uh, Kirk, I'm going to make a couple points about the game that I saw. First of all, the key to the game to me was the rotations with Kawhi in the first quarter. He played the entire first quarter while Luca went out of the game, and then, you know, you start to see KP got to play and he was able to stagger the minutes really, really easy between Kawhi and Luka. Like Rick was playing a chess game out there. And then I also noticed, I felt like in the first quarter or the first half, the Clippers were getting hit on some really soft jumpers and were going to the line a lot. While a lot of the times the Mavericks were getting hit with the same amount of force, if not more, and never going to the thing. And then I totally agree on your take, and I hope nobody's listening to this podcast. Terrence Mann, to me, was the best player in the second half for the Clippers. For like, the Clippers. I seriously mm-hmm. feel like our team is deeper, it's healthier, and that he was a boost of energy, kind of like Josh Green was for us a few weeks ago, uh, where he was just new legs that came in, and then on top of that, being 6'5 and being active with his hands, he really gave Lucas some problems coming off of traps that I saw them running. Just plays hard. Just played real hard. Like, they, exactly. they missed that kind of energy. And, I mean, when he he helped them close the game to five. Scared the hell out of me. Yes, exactly. He, w- he honestly was the best player. That tip-in that he had over three Mavericks, I mean, he was just the trap that he had where he stole the ball. Uh, just just playing from behind, getting to a line. Um, I, I thought it was incredible. And what else is incredible to me is the reason why the, loot, the, the, the Clippers are in a real bind is because every single time Kawhi has to pick up Luka. I mean, if you notice in the first half, Kawhi was a killer. But then if you watch the game slowly in the second half, Kawhi's jumper was getting flatter and flatter and flatter. And the reason why is because he's just spending too much energy. And all yeah. those guys really are. And they just don't have enough guys, I feel like, to throw at Luka. And then on top of that, it's funny. I talked about this the other night. Luka throws hockey passes. Um, and what I mean by that is when he's coming off the top of a, a, a trap, when they throw a trap at him or whenever he got one guy in there, he passes to a guy that knows – the next one is coming into the lane. It's like he's a maestro without even using the pass himself. Yeah. It's – I think there's a – some some games there's really good points made about what the smart basketball people call the heliocentric offense where he has the ball too much. And then there are games where the ball doesn't move enough out of the kind of passes you're talking about. And the Mavericks just kind of seem to be feeling the flow. Like there was – Tim Hardaway's kind of game ceiling three pointer came off of one of those passes where they were doubling Luca and he hit, I think it was Dorian at the, at like the free throw line who just passed it out to, to Timmy for a big shot. And that's the way these offenses have to work. I mean, basketball, like part of why I like basketball is like, it's really simple to explain and really hard to master. Like you can, you know, my mother still watches. Um, and has watched for like 25 years and she doesn't know what's going on, but she loves it because she can kind of get, like she has the basics down and it's when you really like watch a team like the Mavericks play, 
against, you know, when you got a guy like Luca who can do so much, you have to try so many different things to stop him. And then you see these sorts of things that you're describing where at the moment there is no stopping him. So. Exactly, and I want to and I want to make a, a couple more points. I mean, all these sure. people talking about Luca moving into a fo- top five. Didn't he finish number four in the MVP last year? Yeah, he's there. I'm, I'm just saying he's there. Yeah. Number two, I'm sorry, but Joel Embiid really shouldn't be a top three player to me because he missed 20 games. I think Luca should have been in the top three. And if COVID wouldn't have happened and five weeks of Porzingis, we're talking about probably uh, close to second, maybe even. Maybe even he finishes up there with Jokic. I mean, Jokic yep. is clearly the MVP. Uh, and then my, my last point I want to make, <laughs> it's it's funny to watch, like, so I'm going to go to game one just to make a point. It's funny, and, and this game, there, there's two points I'm going to make with this. When people think that Luka isn't scoring in the fourth quarter, what people don't realize is that like I said, they were trapping him to where he could pass and use the hockey pass. He had three assists and then multiple assists that he gave to other people. Like he gives right. those. Those aren't those aren't open passes from anybody else. And then the last thing, and and this is this is the difference between Luca and any other supposed point guard that we have on our team because we don't have one. Jalen Brunson. I'm going to go to about nine minutes in the game to about eight minutes in the game. And Jalen Brunson's coming down quick as hell, trying to shoot three-pointers and trying to shoot off-the-ball things while Luka comes right back in the game, slows it down again, and manufactures offense. Like, these guys got to realize if if Luka's out of the game, they don't have to play frenetic. Play at the same yeah. pace he does. They got a little hyped. They did. They got a little excited there in that in that quarter, which is why. Yeah, I, I seriously thought they were going to get. I seriously <laughs> thought they were about to get behind. I was like, "Uh oh, this is scary." But yeah. look in right now. All right, Kurt. That. I hope you have an awesome night, man, and uh, go Mavs. Yep. Thanks for coming up. All right, a few more folks. Nick, you've been waiting forever. Nick, how are you? Nick, is the audio working? All right. Well, try to join. Um, try to jump, join again. All right. Coming up next is Jared. Jared, how are things on the other side of the world? Yeah, good. Four, four o'clock over here in the afternoon. Yeah. So not as bad as you guys by the sound of it. Oh, you know, well, two thirty in the morning will be fine. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I was kind of confident going into that game because when you look at the the Clippers roster, I mean, if you're relying on Batum and Rondo um, and guys like that to actually have like pretty decent games to to be able to um, get you the win. That's pretty concerning. If I mean, if the if those were, if they, if that's what the Mavs were relying on, people in here would be freaking out, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and and considering um, Leonard and George to a, probably a lesser degree had pretty good games. Well, they, at one point, George was probably the Mavs' best player in the second half because um, he was making some pretty dumb moves. Um, but he, he came good sort of towards the end of the third quarter and the fourth, I think. Right. Because uh, you, you can't really expect them to play much better than that stat-wise. Um, so that's that's a pretty good um, sort of confidence thing for the, the Mavs, I guess. It's got to keep those secondary guys under control to some degree. 
Right. And, yeah, I mean, moving, I got two days off for Carlisle to figure some other quirks out that he can um, freak the Clippers out with and um, <laughs> just, just, just get up, just be ahead by one point at the end of the first quarter and you're basically guaranteed the win. So, Man, because they've won, I think they've won six of eight quarters and that's wild to me. I, I just yeah. kind of wanted them to be in the game, and you know they they've managed to to figure this out to this extent. It's it's just remarkable to me, just remarkable. The only thing I'm not really negative, but I'm not really sure they need to figure out how not not to play Melly any minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah? They got away with it once. They shouldn't have yeah. tried to get away with it again. You know we've not. It's we've almost talked an hour. Willie Cauley Stein played really valuable minutes. Yeah, in, he actually... in, in spots and like that. That was really exciting to see. But like Melly, Melly can't do it. Like, like we have to stop doing with these Melly yeah. minutes. It's horrifying. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Xavier Xavier wants them to give him, give those minutes to Green, but no, I think the um <laughs> right, right. Ugh, I, I think something out. I don't think. Yeah, I think basically you just um. I'm just wondering whether you just play Luca as like as the de facto sort of power forward, and you have um just a bunch of like basically you have wings and Luca and Willie Colley Stein and just don't bother with the the other big in those in those five five or six minutes. Right. I wonder if they, they're not doing Dorian Finney Smith in the four spot just because he was kind of getting into foul trouble himself. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think of at least. And at least Luca's got the size to um, yes. to get some boards and just a body with guys like George and Kawhi. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's about all I got, and it's, it's exciting times. Just, it is. Um, win one of the next two, and I think you're, you're basically um, looking pretty good from there. I agree. If they, if, if they win the next game, the first game in Dallas, yeah, I think I think the Clippers might have a massive collapse in, in yep. Game Four. They just don't seem to like each other, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's um, what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I don't think anyone likes George and Kawhi. The rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> really something well thanks for hanging out that's cool all right oh yeah i will get some sleep thank you uh ryan you've been waiting a while appreciate you coming on coming the audio is coming through wild sounds like a audio app try to try to rejoin here in a second okay no the audio was uh Really solid. Appreciate that. Leo, you want to join us? How are you? Anybody? We might be reaching the end of the night here. That's okay. Um, DJ, what's happening? Yo, what's up, man? Thanks for joining. What a game. I mean, I'm just... I'm still kind of riding high. I'm falling asleep now, but it's freaking amazing to see uh, Tim Hardaway scorch earth the way he's been scorching earth this playoff series. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't get over how how much I did not expect this series to go the way it's going. But it's it's just amazing right now. I'm really. I'm having a great time. I. I I'm. That's why I'm still up. I should go to sleep. But who wants to do that? Yeah, I just I think everybody covered everything. I'm just I'm just waiting to see what we'll do at home. I mean, I know that the crowd's gonna be rocking. I hope that doesn't like 
bring in nerves for them because it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. No, they follow. Then, they follow Luca's lead. And yeah, if Luca's feeling <laughs> yeah, it. If yeah. Luca's let loose and happy, then they will be too. Exactly. So hopefully we have a a great game three and we're we're heading to a sweet beat LA man. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, DJ. You got anything else? Nah, that's it, man. I'm I'm pretty spent. All right. Good night. All right, Lance. I'm going to bring you up. What's happening? Oh, uh, what's up, Kirk? Thanks for bringing me. I know you got a a lot of people in this group, so thank you. Of course. What do you got? All right. So in a game where the Mavericks starting front court only has eight rebounds for the whole game, you shoot 54% from the free throw line. But at the same time, you know, Mavs are, Mavs are up. All, all looks well. Clippers find a way to make it close. Just for THJ to be the one to drop the bullet, the nail in the coffin. It's good. What I'm looking at right now at a defeated Paul George, you know, pretty much saying there's no pressure and all this bullshit. <laughs> How I see it, I don't know if you're a movie buff, but right now the Clippers have less heart than John Q's son. Okay. It's looking bad out there. I got a stat for you just to get serious here. Uh, so this is according to uh, SVNDR, a.k.a. S. He's, uh, he's in the locker room a lot. Uh, so there's only four teams that have come back to win the series after losing the first two games at home. Uh, and that's the 2017 Celtics, the 2005 Mavericks. I believe that was uh, the Those series where they end up. Yeah. Yeah. Where they blew them out by 40, I think, in, in game seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was then, the Rockets series yeah. when Jeff Van Gundy was losing his mind. Yeah. Then the 94 Rockets, which they went along, uh, went on to win the championship, and then taking it way, way back, 1969, the Lakers versus the Warriors. So yeah. that's some pretty great company, and we all know the Coopers are horrible at facing adversity. So I'm not here saying that it's going to be a sweep. Uh, but, man, if, if they win some uh, Friday night, I, I, I have no reason not to believe that, uh, you know, they can finish it in five. So That's right. I'm, I like I'm it. looking forward to this. Sorry, I didn't really execute the joke because I won it. I, I okay. caught myself yawning a couple minutes it's ago. Four, but... It's 2.45. It's hard, it's hard to get jokes off this late. Yeah, man. Thanks for I'm hanging not, out, buddy. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for the crowd you got here, man. So you have a nice this night. Get some rest somehow. I will. Sleep is for the dead. All right. Coming up next, we've got a couple more people. Josh, you've been waiting. How are you, Josh? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? We're doing all right. What do you got for us? Dude, I am just so ecstatic. Everyone keeps on talking about 2011, and that's like the happy point for me as a Maverick fan because I remember that I I cherish the semifinals more than the finals because I'm from the L.A. area. That just means a whole lot for me. Yep. Uh, Honestly, I just don't see how we lose this. Like, I see the Clippers, how Rondo's imploding. He's yelling at everyone on the team. Um Hate to see it. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, could happen to a nicer guy. Don't you just hate to see that when it happens to bad people? I mean, good people. Um, But like, yeah, I just don't see how we lose this series. Like, Carlisle's just going to outcoach Ty Ty Lue. Lucas, the best player on the court. Hardaway's playing like the second or third best player on the court. It's just insane. Like, this is a fun time to be a Maverick fan. The past like few years have been worth for this moment right here. Luca's 
has an edge to him. Love it. Just just love to see everything that's happening right now. Yep, me too. I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm going to soak this in. <sighs> we got anything else for us, Josh? Honestly, I, I, I just want to, like, I just can't wait to see the Clippers just do, like, nosedive and people just realize, like, oh, yeah, the Mavs team is for real with what we got that. going on right now. And I feel real bad. I had an opportunity to place a good bet, and I just didn't do it because I'm I'm moving and I have all these expenses. But I should have put a hundred bucks down on the Mavs. That's what I get. Ooh, I'm so sorry about that, man. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? This is more fun, anyways. Hey, next round, just put money on them. <laughs> we'll see. Well, thank you, Josh. All right, coming up next, got one more person. Oh, we got a few more people. Henry, what's up? Oh man. How's it going for you? I'm I'm pretty whipped, but but I was I was good up until about 20 minutes ago, and now I'm just like feeling the uh, feeling the pressure. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna sleep tonight. I'm gonna be real. All right. Yeah. Um, also, my favorite player is LeBron, so he got a win. And um, split screening that was hell. I don't know why the NBA scheduled that. Yeah, it was bad. At the same time, um, you know the LeBron graphic of uh, whoever came up with this needs to be fired. That applies yeah. here. But, oh, yeah. um, have we talked about, I don't, I just got in here. Have y'all talked about Tim Hardaway Jr.? No, but feel free to do it again. Man, it's wild that when he was sent here, he was a bad contract, but right the now. The tax, the Porzingis yeah, the tax. Tim, the, yep. And now it's the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. That's right. It really crazy. is. Um, it's, I'm so happy for him because he's going to make all the money in the world. Yeah, Somebody, I mean, you know, the Mavs better give it to him, but, you know. I hope sheesh. so. I don't – okay, so I said this before the game. If they win, I am i don't know if I'm alone feeling this. Does this feel like the 2011 Lakers series at all? Yes. A few people have mentioned that just where it feels like they got to kind of the, – the, the team that they're playing against has them on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, – there's something to that, but without the historical backing of the Lakers playing for – repeat that year it's just right. like it's just like these guys don't look like they enjoy playing basketball together no no and maybe Kawhi Leonard if you can't beat him join him that's right I'm just talking now all right I don't I don't have anything I just kind of wanted to say stuff no worries Henry I appreciate you joining the, the, it's good stuff we always like talking about Tim always always I appreciate it man all right good night all right coming up next uh... Ryan, are you trolling me again? Yeah, I don't know if you can't hear me this time. Yeah, no, you're still trolling me. Goodbye. Um, Leo, you able to talk? I like that avatar. Hey, thank you. Sorry for the last time my phone's bugging. Uh, no, just no, really no, quickly so you okay. can get some sleep. Uh, no. Someone brought up the point about Rondo fighting with Serge. It happened right after a quick blow by, I think it was by Tim Hardaway, to the basket. And he just started barking at Serge, and then immediately Lou called a timeout in which we didn't see Serge come back out. And that was the same timeout that Brad had tweeted that Rondo had been yelling at T. Uh, T Lou and mm-hmm. at Serge. Uh, you, you hate to see that. I, I, I'm not sure. Serge's body's not right, so it's a little tough to be too hard on him, but... If they're putting him in that situation and he's not healthy, that's kind of a questionable choice in and of itself. 
and uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, we had a really amazing game defensively. We uh, held the Clippers down to 19 points in the third quarter. We had Luca guard Kawhi Leonard on a possession that ended in a 24-second uh, shock, uh, shock, uh, shot clock violation. And we could have played way better considering how Tim only had five assists and Luca had seven assists but also had seven turnovers. Seven turnovers, yeah. Yeah, they, they really left some on the floor. It's It's pretty wild. All right. Uh, I hope everyone has a good night. Hope you have a good night. Uh, good night, Kirk. Well, it seems locker room decided to close itself out on iOS. Wasn't able to join the room again, but since it's three in the morning, I'm going to go ahead and close it out for the night. Thank you for following group therapy on Mavs Moneyball. I would appreciate it if you subscribed to the podcast, left a review, told your friends, go to MavsMoneyball.com and check out all our great work. This has been Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of Mavs Money on Ball, and we will talk to you guys on Thursday or Friday. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.